0: Hello everyone, you are listening to Pastors Patriots in the Pursuit of Freedom. I am your host, Cody Porter, and I am so excited. This is our first episode. We have so much to talk about, so much to dive in. But before we get to this, I wanna give a little bit of background info because we need to build a foundation in order to continue this about what this podcast is going to be about, what the purpose is, who I am, why do I care? Why should you care? We're gonna get into this. Well, first off, who am I? Well, I am a minister of the gospel, first and foremost. However, um, even though some call me pastor, I, I do shepherd people. I do help them grow spiritually. I am also a patriot. I love America. I am so thankful that I was able to grow up in a land that is free, a land that is filled with opportunity, a land that was, yes, I am going here, founded on Christian principles. I am so thankful for my heritage. I am so grateful. America really is the greatest nation on Earth, and that's not to say that our nation's any more valuable than anybody else's, or that our people are more valuable than anybody else's. But America has freedom, and that in and of itself just puts it over the edge. Freedom is a very precious thing, but it's also a very fragile thing. It's something that can be loosed or lost far easier than it is gained. And trust me, this freedom that we have was gained after a very hard struggle of both physical fighting, spiritual fighting, emotional fighting, riding back and forth. It was a hard tension. And this freedom was very hard gained, but it was also very hard preserved. Like I said, it can be lost a lot easier than it's gained. So even though I'm a minister, even though I'm a patriot, both of these groups are pursuing one thing in common and that is freedom. So you may be thinking, okay, what is this title? Pastors, Patriots, the Pursuit of Freedom. Who are the what are the pastors? What are the patriots? And what do they have to do with freedom? You know, what does a pastor have to do with a patriot? What does a patriot have to do with a pastor? Vice versa. We're going to get here. But first I want to preface this by saying that these three things most certainly connect and they should belong together. See, there's a movement in the United States right now that wants to separate these three things, and it's, it's out of ignorance that they try to do so. And this is in part willful ignorance, but it's also in part the fact that we have not had the training in history, in government, in politics, and in scripture that we once had. We have lost that foundation that was so crucial to the foundation of a nation. And so in this podcast, I want this to serve as a way to not only talk about current events, things that's happening in the government right now, things that's happening in America right now, but I also want to talk about those things in light of history, because let me tell you, I am a byproduct of the school system, and I will tell you, those history classes are so messed up, if you can even call them history classes. But because I am a bit of a history buff, I took it upon myself to study history outside the classroom. And let me tell you, there is so much more to be learned in books about our history than you will ever get from the public school system. So I want to talk about these events in light of history, try to provide a foundation that we see throughout the years of what is actually going on. But I also want to relate that to Scripture, because Scripture should also be the foundation, because this nation was founded upon scriptural principles. Whether you want to agree with that or not, there's a big push to try to distance ourselves from that. But that is our heritage. I mean, look at the laws of our land. Those were based on something. And they very closely mirror the Ten Commandments and commandments found in Scripture. Look at the quotations of our founding fathers, and you will see over and over again that they cited God as the governing principle. As a matter of fact, in our Declaration of Independence, they cited God as the governing principle. Now, you may have people say, oh, oh, yes, but, but come on, man, you've got, you've got this whole thing about separation of church and state. We've got to keep church and state separate. Yes and no. See, that was a phrase, yes, but it was never, it was never meant to be in law. It was, a, it was in a personal letter from Thomas Jefferson to where he was talking about church and state. However, in the way that he was referencing it, he was saying that he wanted government to stay out of the church. He didn't want government bossing around the church. And as a matter of fact, we see that in the very First Amendment of the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights. It says that Congress shall not pass any laws prohibiting the freedom of religion. And so that was the angle that he was coming at. He wasn't necessarily saying that church and pastors should have no say in government, but rather he was saying that the government should not impose upon the church. This was not supposed to be a mutual thing. It was supposed to be a very one-sided thing. Because Thomas Jefferson, he was there in the founding of the nation. He knows that these Christian principles were foundational. Now, at the same time in the Constitution, it does say that Congress shall not pass any laws that basically amplify one religion over the other, and that's not necessarily what we're doing, but we are acknowledging that America is primarily Christian, founded upon Christian principles. So you can use that separation of church and state argument all you want to. Just know that that was not in the correct context, and uh, we're looking at things from a little bit of a broader standpoint. Now getting back to the title, Pastors, Patriots, Pursuit of Freedom. Pastors are very, or should be, very influential in what is going on in the government. As a matter of fact, there was one point in our nation's history, actually up until just recently, probably within the last 50, 60 years, to where pastors were very involved in government. They sat on city councils. They sat on state councils. They made sure that their voices were being heard because they know that the Christian population made up a very large percent of the nation. And if we are going to be a democracy, well, rather we are a republic, we make sure that the majority is heard. But it was only up until recently that this majority has fallen silent and has become very complacent to what is going on in the nation. And that is never how our nation, and that is never how really our faith was set up. Our faith was set up to be a very vocal thing. But yet just recently we've started to become complacent, to become apathetic and that is really what is taking this nation down a dark path. You see the reason, I've heard it said many times, the reason why America is in a, such a dark place right now is because the pulpits have remained silent. And so this is not just a knock on the ministers because trust me they they do need to have a knot yanked in their chain a little bit, but this is also this is also for the Christians. Because you don't have to be a minister to fall into this category of, we're supposed to be a pastoral voice to the nation. We're supposed to go out, we're supposed to minister, we're supposed to preach the gospel, but we're also supposed to make sure that we are voting in accordance to scriptural commandments. This is our duty. You cannot say you believe one way and then vote another. You cannot say you believe one way and then act another. That's called being a hypocrite. And we are seeing that more and more. But the reason why we're in such a dark place right now is because the pulpits, the churches, the Christians have remained silent. So I wanted to include pastors in this title because they make up a big chunk of this pursuit of freedom. Look back, even in history, in the American Revolution. I'm not going to get into this uh, because it's way too long for this episode. I'll get into it in another episode. But there was a whole regiment, or rather it was a loosely formed regiment. It was more of a mocking title that was given to the ministers. But there was a whole regiment, so to speak, of ministers who believed so firmly in the foundation of freedom, in the ideal of freedom, that they were willing to, after they were done preaching on a Sunday morning, they were willing to go out and to join the fight in the revolution because they held freedom in such a high esteem. You see, it wasn't until just recently that that pastors were told to be quiet about certain things. It wasn't until just recently that we were told that the church is outdated and they shouldn't have a voice. This is a very new thing, but it's something that we need to get over, and we need to get over it fast. We need to make sure we have a voice in this pursuit of freedom. Now, the patriots. The patriots is something that that we are very, we are very familiar with. From an early age, if you've grown up in America or if you've been in America for any length of time, you know that the ideal of patriotism is is foundational. It's supposed to be foundational. But up until just recently, we are told that patriotism is almost a sin. That being patriotic or nationalistic, as, as what they try to refer to it as, is a, is a sin because basically you're valuing yourself, your nation over others. That's not what this is. This is a pride that we come from a land of opportunity, a land of freedom, and we are proud to say that. And it's completely okay to have pride in your nation, as long as it doesn't go so far as to say that we are more valuable than other people. And that's not at all what the Patriots are trying to say. We're trying to say that we love our nation. We want to stand up for it. But so what does the Patriot have in freedom? Now, like I said, this is going to be obvious. We grew up with this. But I wanted to know for the purposes of this podcast, what freedom actually is. What are the main definitions? And to do that, I went to the all-knowing source, quote unquote, that we all go to whenever we want to find out information. And this is, of course, Google. And uh, yeah, well, Take it or leave it. Google has become the information highway. Uh, So I typed in freedom into Google. And there were three main results that came up for the definition. I'm going to read all three because all three for our purposes are very important. The first one is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. The power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. The second one is absence of subjection to foreign domination or government. The absence of subjection to foreign domination or government. And the third one is a state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. The state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. So whenever the Patriot says that they value freedom, it means that they value the ability to think, to speak, and to act as they want, without fear of hindrance. And that can be hindrance from their own government, a domestic kind of oppression, of tyranny, or it can be they want freedom from subjection to any other foreign government that would want to step in and tell them how to act, tell them how to speak, tell them how to think. See, the patriot wants to stand as an individual. It's a very individualistic thing. However, it's a collective thing because we're standing as individuals as a nation, saying that we are not going to allow any other nation, any other Tyrannical government, any other kind of institution that would want to impose its agenda, its ideals on us. So, this is the kind of freedom that the patriots are wanting. It's a, it's an ideal, it's a type of freedom that they are willing to lay down their lives for, as many great men and women throughout history have. They have paid the ultimate price for this kind of freedom. Like I said, freedom is a very precious thing, but it's something that's easily lost, and it has to be maintained. And I am so grateful for the men and women in uniform that's willing to stand on, in that gap and to defend freedom so that we can sleep in peace at night. And we should show them the utmost respect because they have paid such a price for something that so many of us take for granted. But this patriot is willing at a minute's notice to stand up, to stand in the gap, say, "Uh uh-uh, we are not letting our freedom be taken away because it is priceless. And we are going to be advocates for it. We are going to stand up on the street corners. We are going to say we want our freedom. We are going to petition the government, also included in the Constitution, and say, hey, you guys are crossing the line hey, we need to get back to the Constitution. Hey, we need to get back to our founding. This is the job of the patriot. So what does freedom have to do with both of these parties, pastors and patriots? Well, as a minister, I am a big proponent of freedom. As a Christian, I am a big proponent of freedom. Jesus was a big proponent of freedom. Now, granted, this is a little bit different of a freedom than what the patriot's after. See, Christian freedom... The freedom that Jesus provides, the freedom that truth provides, is a spiritual freedom. It frees us from the bonds of sin, of death, of demonic oppression, and it allows us to live freely for Christ without any bonds, without any restraints. And so this is a freedom that as a minister I am trying to get people to come to, as a a minister I am trying to get people to live in, is this kind of spiritual freedom. Galatians 5.1 says this. It says, "For freedom." Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So, whenever Christ frees us through the truth, as as Scripture tells us, we're supposed to stand firm and defend our freedom at all costs. It does not matter what kind of onslaught comes from any kind of demonic forces. It does not matter what kind of temptation that arises out in the world. Scripture tells us we are to stand firm, to stand firm, and not go back again to a yoke of slavery. This is from the spiritual bonds, the chains in the spiritual realm that seek to hinder us, to keep us from living as we ought to. As a matter of fact, I looked this up in the original language, and I'm going to save you guys the boring details, but basically what it means is, it's true liberty is living in accordance to salvation without the hindrances that would keep us from living out our salvation. So much like the freedom that the Patriots after, this freedom to be able to live without hindrance in the physical, this freedom is living without hindrance in the spiritual, to live as we ought to in pursuit of Christ, which Christ provides us with joy. Now what's interesting about this is we go back to the Declaration of Independence. I'm trying to prove to you guys that... This nation was founded on very Christian ideals. It may be worded a little bit different. This may not be what every founding father had intended, but it ended up in our founding documents. So in the Declaration of Independence, it reads this, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness." that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, driving their powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive, to these ends it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Now what's interesting about this, it says that us as human beings... By our nature, that was in, endowed to us by our creator, by God, we have these these rights that nobody can take away. And they are life, which Jesus says that he comes to give us life and life more abundantly. They are liberty. Jesus said that he came to set at liberty those who were oppressed. In the pursuit of happiness, and we know that Jesus is joy. Now that is where it differs a little bit, because it's not just a temporary happiness that is fleeting. But Jesus is our joy. It's our sustaining joy. It's not based on circumstances. And that's the same thing with our freedom. Our freedom is not based on circumstances. This is a right that we have. Life, liberty, in the pursuit of happiness. Now you see the pastor, like I said, they were going at this to try to set at liberty people who are spiritually oppressed. The patriots, trying to set at liberty those who are physically oppressed. And the whole thing is a pursuit of freedom, because freedom is so precious. And we cannot let that just fade away. And this is something that a lot of institutions have been wanting us to do. They want us to just let it fade away. But it's way too too precious to do that. Way too precious to do that. I'm talking about your spiritual freedom. Get right with God. Get free from what holds you bound. And then stand firm, as Galatians 5.1 tells us. Do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. But you know what? God was there in instituting the nation of America. He guided those circumstances. He guided through that war. He guided through the writing of our founding documents to give us Physical freedom. He made that provision for us. So now we're able to not only live in spiritual freedom, but we're able to live in physical freedom to where we're able to freely gather. We're able to freely talk about him. We're able to freely discuss things. We're able to freely criticize the government. We are able to freely do whatever as long as it's beneficial. And as long as it's in pursuit of happiness, as long as it's beneficial. Beneficial. And this is that freedom that not everybody has. And that's why I say that, that America is the greatest nation on earth. And you can debate that all you want to. You can say that that's bigotry all you want to. But at the end of the day, we have freedom. And that is priceless. And it's not that we are more valuable. It's not that our nation is more valuable. However, it does mean that we have benefits and opportunities that other people do not have. And that is that is amazing. And it's the fact that our founders... And our great men and women in uniform have realized that we have rights that nobody can take away. It's that recognition that we have human rights. We have human rights to pursue life in Jesus. We have human rights to pursue liberty. And we have human right to pursue joy. We have a human right to know and worship God. And that was based on the whole founding of our nation. The whole discovery of our nation is that we had a right to pursue and worship God. Now, I can already I can already hear some of the opposition to this, and that is fine. But I have got document after document after document that we're going to walk through over the course of this podcast. And you are going to see that while they do differ, while there are aspects of American liberty that is used and abused to do sinful things, By and large, liberty is a good thing that is instituted by God. It's the freedom to choose. Just like Americans have the freedom to choose their path, we, as people, also get to choose our path when it comes to God. Whether we're going to walk the straight and narrow or or whether we're going to walk the broad path to destruction, we, all the way through this, through the American lens, through the Christian lens, we have the freedom to choose, and that is a very godly thing. So I think that wraps up this first episode of why this podcast is so important. But you should care. You should care about freedom because freedom is everything. It's precious, but it's so easy to lose. I hope that you'll stick around with us throughout the duration of this podcast. Please, please share this. Let's get the message of freedom out there. Thank you. God bless.